Hi, I'm Fran Whitlock, and you're listening to Community, the Eco Village podcast. Today on Community, we're talking to a familiar face in the Eco Village world. If you've ever been to an Eco Village gathering, you've probably seen Ricardo Clemente running the cabaret, hosting workshops, washing dishes, and manning the DJ decks until late into the night. He's been president of Rive, the Italian Ecovilge network, and he's also on the Gen Europe Council. And he lives in a community in Tuscany in his self-built house. Today, ahead of the launch of our new series of online Ecovillage tours that Ricardo will be hosting, we're talking about his travels through Ecovillages, the best Ecovillage food, and a perpetual obsession of mine about Ecovillage cleaning habits. Hello, Ricardo. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Fran. Thanks uh, to invite me. It's a big pleasure to speak with you. So can you first just uh, tell us who you are and where you are? Okay, I'm Ricardo Clemente. At the moment, uh, I am in my beautiful community in Tuscany. I live in a earth house built my, myself. I spent uh, about eight months to build it and I spent 200 euros to do it because it's completely built with uh, all the materials uh, uh, collected around the nature and um, was really like a big project for me to uh, make understand uh, uh, people that it's possible to build with whatever you go around your house. So before to go to the shop, please look first underneath your feet, then you might find something useful to, to build your own house. I have to say that one of my favourite things about working in the eco-village movement is that Zoom calls and meetings have a wonderfully unexpected quality. You never know if people will be in their straw bale house, out in the garden, in the community co-working space, on the farm. And talking to Ricardo is wonderful because you get to see the incredible house that he's talking about with its earthen walls, beautiful natural wooden shapes and coloured glass. It's truly an inspiration. And anyway, I live in my community. We are about uh, 20 people, but I live in one of the villages of the community. But the whole community is uh, about 15 villages and we are 200 people. More than 100 kids are born inside the community. There is a lot of like uh, natural birth. The last one a few weeks ago. And birth, relationship between adults and taking care of the elders is the focus of our community. Is really like uh, the, the idea of being inside a tribe. So with the elders, the youth and the adults trying to uh, live together and listen to each other's needs and taking care of each other. Uh, basically, is there my community is kind of uh, anarchic, but is going towards a more structured kind of uh, experience. And it's a very interesting process at the moment, how to become from very spontaneous people to a little bit structured to focus more our energy and being able to realize our dream. That sounds quite difficult. Do you have a lot of arguments about it? Mm, well, more than arguments, uh, I put the competence uh, I learned uh, thanks to the Gen Europe and to RIVE, then is the two network I work with. And uh, I learned uh, through the years working with amazing people uh, how to facilitate groups and uh, accompany groups uh, towards the realization of their dreams. And now I'm doing this process with my own community. And how did you, how did this- 
this all begin for you? Like, how did you get into eco-village living and learning about facilitation and natural building and all these things? How did that happen? Well, the process started when I was living in London. I was 25 and something. I was looking for a meaningful life. And appears to me uh, one master in environmental architecture at the CAT, the Center for Alternative Technology in Wales. And I decided to invest all my money in that. Then I went down in South America working for some NGO. And then I was traveling and I came back to Italy and my daughter was living in a community. So when I got there to see my daughter, I felt in love with the place. And uh, somehow one year after I had my house built there. And then there was a call from Rive, someone who wanted to go to Tamera. And uh, I wasn't really into the network, but I applied for this call. And they sent me to Tamera, uh, which was a very beautiful experience. And since then, the, the year after, I was in the Council of Rive. And I was uh, president of the Italian Eco Village Network for four years. And then I got elected into the Council of Gen Europe. So somehow I go into all this uh, Eco Village Network movement and I'm still in quite active and it's been an incredible experience. Yeah, I'm involved in facilitation quite a lot and it's a message that we can send out to the world that living in communities really like the next steps because in these difficult times is really one of the ways to survive, live in an ecological and, uh, and kind of eco-social way then uh, it's really hard to to live now you have visited a lot of eco villages around europe you have a facebook page where you update with stories and photos and reflections on all the communities you've visited is there anything that kind of stands out for you when you visit a community mm, it's a very interesting question i think the first thing I learned about visiting the different community is not to judge. Being open to the fact that uh, each community is special in its own way and uh, is we need to give full respect for all the process each community went through. And uh, I hear a lot like, I don't like spiritual community. Oh, those anarchic people, really, I can't stand them. But really understand the amount of work and energy people put into their values and their dreams. And it's really respectful there in a way that it's not really important to worry what are my beliefs, but it's really important to give value to what is the dream that came out of those people. Whichever is this dream is really need to be supported and really need to be a big like hug to these people that manage to fulfill their dreams. So in a way, all the time I visit a community, I step in really gently and try to understand what is the culture, what is the way they do things, and really to understand, uh, first, how not to disturb, second, how to be useful, and uh, third, how to integrate the, the, the most I can inside, inside this space, inside this reality. 
because uh, as each individual is especially unique in this planet, you can imagine how a community can be special and unique made of so many different individuals. And uh, it's a big like adventure every time you come inside the community, you discover all the different, the speciality they have, the little celebration, the way they treat kids, the, the ceremony, uh, the way they organize. Every community has got its own world its own uh, kind of rules, its own agreements, and is um, is a traveling space, and is really like uh, re really interesting, and uh, is an adventure every time. And how do you like to be useful when you go to a community? What do you do? Oh, um, well, usually, uh, you know, like in my community, there is this uh, say: if you see something that needs to be done, do it. So basically is like, uh, okay, I see like that the table is dirty, I take uh, uh, something to wash it. Or I see someone planning to do something, uh, you lift your hands, okay, I come and help you. I mean, uh, uh, you just have to be with your eyes open and, uh, and see the opportunities. Because every time you help someone or you start to do something in the community, is a big opportunity to meet people. Uh, like, for example, cooking with people in the community is one of the best ways to meet the members of the community. So I usually go into the kitchen and start to cut the vegetable and whatever, and then you start to chat and then something happens. And then I need some help in the garden and then you get into the community and uh, two or three days after, uh, it seems like you've been living there for, uh, for two years. Nice. And speaking <laughs> of food, actually, um, you remember? what the community with the best food you've ever eaten is because that's a big topic people when you live in community people are always talking about the food oh this person is cooking today oh no i'm not going to eat this person is cooking tomorrow i'm definitely going to sign up it's always the food is something people are always talking about do you have any really good memories of great or terrible food in an eco village Oh my God! Uh, well, uh, living in Italy, uh, you can uh, you can understand that uh, is a big uh, a big competition between uh, who's cooking better. And uh, I think in Italy there is two main places where there is like really really nice food, and this is Torri Superiori. And then you go to this table and it's unbelievable because you got so much choice. You go cheese, you go vegetables, you go pasta, you go whatever you want really is like dreamland and also bagnaia but bagnaia they're more like um, they go they go animals also so for uh, with meat so he likes uh, uh, good wine and really like kind of uh, very special in my community for example really simple you go like one soup a plate of pasta we are really really kind of simple so when i go in different community i'm very excited because the food is always very uh, different also, I really loved uh, the, the food in Germany, and there is only uh, in Sibelinden, there is all like this bread with different colors. I don't even know what they called, but they're really nice because they got different flavors and they made out different vegetables and stuff. So I really enjoyed uh, the food in, uh, in uh, Sibelinden. Also, our terra was, uh, was quite good, the food. I remember, you know, there is kind of different choices. You know, like the Spanish flavor also is, is really tasty and, uh, and really nice. So I will choose uh, those communities for the best food. 
So you've already started in a way to take us on a little trip. Now, somebody told me that you are indeed going to be leading a trip around the eco-villages of Europe this spring. We're going to meet the eco-villages with you in Spain. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that, what we're going to do with the trip that you're going to lead us on this spring in Meet the Eco-Villages? Well, uh, more or less is going to be like the adventure I had myself in person uh, traveling through the different eco-villages. Uh, we're going to do this travel uh, online and uh, through, the, through the web, but it's going to be as interesting as entering uh, a real community. Uh, basically, we're going to go down deep south, down the deepest south of Spain to meet the Molino de Guadalamesi, which is a very interesting little community. They got some members which they, they give out a message in the world which is really powerful and important. So I think it's going to be very interesting uh, to, to meet them because uh, the community we're going to meet is a mix of very little community and very large, large community. So um, this mix can give you really different feeling of how is to live in a kind of close family and little little community or live in a more open kind of uh, community that is why we're going to go also to our terra from the deepest south to the deepest north of spain in a community that is very very special is uh, inside a massive space then it's kind of unbelievable uh, every person lives in his own flat which is uh, kind of having an apartment uh, for yourself uh, is something of a dream in a community. In my community, we are squashed all in a, in a single building and we go like little rooms and it's really kind of crowded. And in our terra, you know, you go like the luxury of having your own flat and having like a huge like community space. And uh, you go like this mixture between your individual uh, kind of privacy life and your community life which i think is a very good kind of way to live keeping your independence and also living the community to its full opportunity so we're going to travel through spain and we're going also in the next few months to travel through different countries and start to see communities the culture of the communities in italy and probably we're going to go to germany and then to sweden and then who knows where we're going to end up. <laughs> I hope we go to Ukraine. It's amazing I love, to Ukraine. I, I've been to Ukraine and it's one of the most vibe uh, network uh, in Europe at the moment and it's really like an amazing place to go. Can you tell us just a little bit about the communities in Ukraine? Because I think for a lot of people listening, they might be familiar with Western or Southern Europe, but the communities in Ukraine might be a bit unknown to some people. Can you just tell us a little bit about your experience of traveling in the eco-villages in Ukraine? Okay, uh, I think Ukraine is absolutely amazing. Uh, one strange thing about Ukraine that you would expect to be like those cold people from the North Europe. Instead, they're kind of hotter than the Spanish one. They're kind of really like welcoming, uh, wanted you to experience their own community. Really nice. But, you know, like one of the most interesting thing is then there is kind of a law in, in uh, Ukraine where you can ask for one hectare of land for each individual in your country. So people get together 
to create projects and you know like 20 people they can ask 20 hectares of land so the government helps you to uh, structure a community so uh, that's is having the government behind you because there is there is been like for ages like this culture of socialism in uh, in this part of europe and so the idea of community is kind of well known and already kind of in the in the culture of the country and the second point then is very very interesting is then there is not many like building permission at the moment in uh, ukraine so you don't really need to present to go to an architect an engineer if you really are kind of building something simple so there is an amazing quantity of beautiful like environmental architecture that is unbelievable houses made out of straw of earth like amazing kind of stoves made like in the ancient way of uh, Ukraine uh, culture is they can experiment with all sorts of stuff and it's something then we can forget with the kind of uh, restriction we have in Europe to do in an easy way in Europe so he, there there is kind of uh, open doors to all sorts of experimentation in environmental architecture in uh, like uh, putting up like uh, environmental energy energy and also to the access uh, to the land so that makes ukraine like a, a really flourish place for building up communities amazing well we definitely have to go and visit ukraine later yes. this year. <laughs> and one day we, we will have a gathering we've said for many years yes. now that we will have our big annual eco village gathering in ukraine so hopefully when covid is over and we can travel again we can all go and meet in ukraine definitely i've been pushing a lot to to have this uh, uh, gathering in ukraine and i think they're ready for it amazing okay now there is one more thing i want to ask you about um, um, your tours around eco villages, because some people who know me and who work with me um, in the eco village mo movement, they know I'm quite obsessed with something a bit weird in eco villages, which is how they wash the dishes after you oh. have your communal lunch. Um, <laughs> because everyone does it differently, right? As some people, there's like one person in charge, and you have to take turns some places you uh, wash your own plate some places they have very fancy systems so i was wondering from your extensive exploration around the eco villages if you remember any interesting washing up systems um, in eco villages <laughs> okay i can tell you a little story about my community because we had a big conflict just last week about washing dishes and there was this conflict about using really eco-friendly soap both in the shop or there is a woman in the community that is make uh, their own soup and there was a big fight because she was saying that even the most ecologic uh, soap you buy in the shop it really contains a lot of chemicals and the other one was fighting no but the, the dishes need to be really well cleaned and she was really upset about why you think that my homemade uh, soups they're not clean enough 
So the, the conflict is still going on and trying to facilitate both, uh, both of them, but we didn't find yet a solution. Uh, washing dishes. Uh, in our community, we wash dish, everyone washes on dish, but there is also the opportunity to play chin chun chan. So it's a game, uh, it's like scissor, uh, paper, and uh, whatever, you know, uh, the stones. Rock, and paper, if you scissors, yeah. Yes, definitely. And you do chin chun chan, and if you lose, you wash the plate of the other person and that goes on <laughs> after the lunch so people then start to pile up an enormous amount of dishes and the one who lost wash all the dishes for the community so <laughs> that is what the way we do it and also you know to you know the place like Gaiaterra in Italy also they got all this fancy like uh, vapor uh, uh, sterilizing dishes then you cannot go close to the kitchen they already catch your uh, your plate put it inside the wash machine is sterilized and comes out cleaner than when you bought it the first time in the shop <laughs> so <laughs> So, so there you, know, you go. <laughs> if people come to meet the eco-villagers, they will hear all about the different ways you can wash dishes in an eco-village, as well definitely. as a lot of other things as well, I imagine. Definitely, definitely. I think there is a lot of stuff that uh, uh, we can discover in a very interesting way of each community, how it deals with different stuff. For example, how each community can deal with conflict. It's very, it's very different how community deals with conflict. Um, how the community deals with relationship and with couples splitting up, for example. That is one of the main reasons of conflict in the community. And is, each community has got its own way to relate to the problem and solve this kind of problem. And sometimes they just collapse, you know. You never know. A couple split up and sometimes all the community goes down with the couple. So it's like a very interesting kind of discussion. Uh, discussion we can have also how you enter inside the community uh, and how you are able to go out of the community a lot of people started to be really good friends together okay we do this project together we love each other and two years after you find them in front of the lawyer trying to decide who needs to take the money back and they eat each other so you know like there is a lot of stuff that goes on like in each family you know like in each family there is conflict and the situation really difficult to go through and the community are more or less the same are even larger than families so a lot more possibility of all of this uh, going on is really possible fantastic well uh, really looking forward to meeting the eco villages with you this spring uh, we will let everyone know how they can sign up how they can join the tour and we will see you very soon in Tarifa, in El Molino de Guadalmesí. I can tell you that I'm already with my sleeves. I put up my sleeves because I can feel the warmth of Tarifa in, in south of Spain. So prepare your swimming suit. <laughs> then we are going to a very hot place, telling hot stories about the southern community in Spain. I'll see you very soon. See you soon. Thank you, Ricardo. <laughs> ciao. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. To join Ricardo on the journey, visit geneurope.org slash meet the ecovillages for dates and details. Our first tour is on the 30th of March. For more podcast episodes, visit geneurope.org slash community podcast. If you're enjoying the show or want to tell us what you'd like to hear from us, 
you can email through our website or reach out via social media. Special thanks to Andre for editing, Anna for the graphics, and thanks to Jorge, who originally inspired us to start the podcast and finished his volunteering with us this month. Thanks a lot, Jorge.